good afternoon all. Welcome to Blackrock College Radio. On behalf of the football team, we're very happy to have you here. My pleasure. Now Hunt is an, is an Irish retired footballer who's currently his system manager at Swindon Town. He played for many teams in his career, such as Shamrock Rovers, Leeds United and Reading FC in the English Premier League. Now also made three caps for the Irish national team. So now we get to the interview. Let's go. Our first question is, who did you look up to when you were growing up? Like, what footballer did you look up to? Um, for me, I think it was the old Ronaldo. Not too sure you boys will uh, remember him, but he was the Brazilian Ronaldo, uh, number nine. Yeah. Um, for me, he's still the best player, you know, in the world, very close to Messi uh, and Ronaldo. But it, what he had to overcome and his injuries. You know, he had perfected what, um, probably he perfected the type of striker that Ronaldo is. Um, and due to injuries, he had to go back and relearn his game again. Yeah. And and, and become a, a poacher, you know, a, a box striker and end up being the best in the world at that as well. So for me, you know, it was him, Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And was it always was it always a plan for you to play in England and Scotland, or did you always want to play in the League of Ireland? No, to be honest, I didn't really want to play football when I was growing up. I was a goalkeeper, um, yeah. and the only reason for that is because my brother used to put me in goal. <laughs> so obviously, I've got the up middle of Stephen, who played obviously with Ireland and with me at Reading and you yeah. know Wolves and and that. So he used to stick me in goal as as being the older brother. He had the uh, the authority so yeah. I just end up being a goal but I end up going on trial in England as a goalkeeper to Crystal Palace now obviously I'm I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm still 5 foot 9 now so I was never going to be tall enough but uh, yeah but yeah so I never really I only started playing football when I was 14 so 14. to be to end up having I did I'm, you know, I'm very very blessed very lucky you know very grateful to be honest um, because I never really wanted to be a footballer, I wanted to do some animals and whatnot. Like so, um, I ended up kind of falling in love with falling in love with football over time. Um, and with Stephen being around it and stuff, he, you know, he left for England when he was very young. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, it's a path that I quite like as well. So I just, you know, worked really hard. Um, and I never, I never myself ever going to be a footballer. If I'm being honest, I never thought that I would be good enough um, so I just thought that I'd just play with my friends on the street um, because that was our academy back in them days we didn't have academies as we do now you know we had you know training on a Tuesday on a, on a Thursday night and that was it so I was very very lucky and the friends I had were very football orientated who were all a lot better than me um, but they made me play and obviously with playing the hours I did in the evenings you know, morning, noon and night when we had time off. But yeah. I ended up being, being, you know, reasonably good at it. So from there, I kind of just took it as a stepping stone that, you know, I went, I, I was at Waterford. Um, I played against Shamrock Rovers in the game uh, without signing for Waterford at the time. I hadn't signed for Waterford. So when when they asked me to go, I thought, well, it's another game of football, so I'll go play it. And then, they ended up offering me a contract, professional contract on money, so I thought, well, why not? If I can get paid for playing football, you know, I'll do it. And that was and that was the whole way of the start of my career, if you like. Yeah, that's an instant story. I never knew that. 
So uh, the next question, when you moved to Scotland from uh, the League of Ireland, were you nervous at all about leaving Ireland and having to adapt to a different league and a different style of play and all of that? Um, I wasn't because uh, a very, very, very good friend of mine, Gary Dempsey, I played with at Waterford. Um, and he he left Waterford to um, Dunfermline in Scotland to where he went to. Um, and he recommended me to the manager to uh, to go and play. Um, so they came and watched me, um, and subsequently I was suspended for a game. Um, I've been sent off uh, for Shamrock Rovers, uh, and they, they, the club left me go over and train for a week uh, with Dunfermline. So after day two of training, um, they told me to go home that uh, that they wanted to sign me. So. That I was going to go across, I was going to live with my best friend um, at the time, and uh, I was I was really excited. You know, don't get me wrong, the step up was a lot higher than I thought it was in terms of tempo, uh, quality, um, and you know, the sheer professionalism of the game that, that was played in the SPL compared to Ireland at the time. Yeah. You know, um, it was a, there was a massive gap. So it took, it, it took me probably a year. Maybe a bit more to get used to that, um, but once I did, then obviously I, I ended up going. Uh, I'm signing for Dund- uh, Dundee United, and obviously make you know being sold to Reading at the time. So from there, I mean, I was ver- I've been very very lucky in my career that everywhere I went in terms of football club, I've always had somebody I've known. So. I signed for Dun- I signed for Dundee uh, Dundee United and myself and Sean Dillon signed there at the same time. Yeah. Um, Sean's from Clondalkin, um, and I knew Sean because he came and trained with us at Rovers when he came back from Aston Villa, and I used to drive Sean to training. So, the football world is a very very small world in terms of, um, you know how how much people are. Acquaintances come back around and you and again. Yeah. So, so for me, I've been very, very lucky. I went from Dundee United then to Rover. Oh, sorry, not to Reading. Um, and at Reading, then I had my brother already there. I had yeah. Shane Long, who I knew. I had Kevin Doyle, with me. um, and it, I just felt like straight away in every football club I, I went to. And the only one probably I didn't feel at home, I didn't feel right, unfortunately, was Leeds. Yeah. It was a different, it was a different atmosphere for me, and I, I just, I just couldn't get used to it, you know, and the different style of people and the different style of play. It just, it just didn't happen for me. So, um, it was just one of one where I had to just kind of, uh, you know. Get the head down and knuckle knuckle in, and I mean, I I got I got a bad injury uh, in my first game for Leeds that I ended up playing with for five or six games when I actually broke my back. So um, I ended up coming out after that then for four or five months and being in a, in, in a brace and whatnot and trying to uh, just trying to to get my my football career back on track. So I've been in six seven months by the time that had all gone past. So. Um, it was a, uh, it was a tough time, you know. Yeah. And, and then, and, so I'll, you go ahead. 
Well, I was going to ask, when you joined Reading from Scotland, was there a noticeable difference in place from the previous leagues that you played in? Yeah, there was a big difference. And I, you know, I was very, very lucky that I was... You know, I went from Shamrock Rovers. I keep on saying Shamrock Rovers. I love Shamrock Rovers. But I went from uh, <laughs> from, from Dundee um, to to Redden and I had probably one or, we had one or two internationals in the team I'd done, I'd done, I'd done the United one with Barry Robson who played for Scotland went on to play for Celtic uh, we had then we had one boy who was in and around the Polish 21 team and that was it um, but then when I went to Redden I mean the amount of internationals Kevin Kevin Doyle was a fully fledged international Shane Long was in and around Stephen was in there I had Marcus Hanneman the American goal um, we, I had Michael Dubry who played for England. Yeah. You know, um, I had Andre BK who was a Cameroonian international. We had Bobby Convey, another American. Uh, Steve Sidwell who was who yeah. played for England. Yeah, Steve Sidwell. Yeah. So I mean, so for me, it it, it was just it it was just overwhelmed by the amount of players that um that I was playing with every day and it was such a sort of quality yeah. you know in training and stuff that I was just looking at I came into a team that was really really good um, and they really looked after me you know and I was very very lucky because of that so yeah. for me you know I can't I couldn't complain and, and when I came in I just wanted to come in and help these boys. I wasn't even worried about myself. I didn't want to leave these players down because they're such a big stature. Yeah. Um. So, you know, when I got my chance, you know, I'd like to think I took it, you know, in that kind of way. And uh, I ended up, uh, I ended up becoming international and scoring goals and, you know, playing the Premier League. Yeah. And, I, I was just—I just feel very, very blessed about the whole situation. That I was very fortunate to play with good players at the right time, that could help me. Um, so, you know, hard work comes into it. Don't get me wrong. I spent yeah. hours upon hours of extra time on the on, in the gym and on the training ground because I knew I wasn't as good as these boys, these boys' ability boys. So I knew that I had to make up for it with hard work and fitness, um, to become a part of that. Um, and 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 thankfully I did end up, you know. Being probably the, the most played player in the season, we got to the Premier League and whatnot. So, yeah. um, you know, the rewards were there, you know. Yeah. So uh, when you were saying there that you you left Scotland, there's a massive like difference in the quality. Is it true that you turned down a move to Celtic, like when you were at Reading, and would that have been a reason, or what were your reasons for turning down that move? No, uh, yeah, I mean, any other day of the week, you know, being Irish lads and. Supporting Celtic as, as much as I did when I was growing up and whatnot, you know, um, it was a big decision, you know. Um, but for me, the the main pull to Reading was number one, they just they've been in the Premier League, and number two, my brother was there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was always a dream. I never thought I'd be on the same level as my brother because Stephen was a different. Kettle of fish. He yeah. wanted. He wanted to play for Red. Uh, he wanted to play in the Premier League. Life. A two, three-year-old was a football. I never. I was never that guy. You know. Um. I never. Never wanted to be a footballer. Like I said to you earlier. 
Um, so when I had a chance to go and play with them, um, I couldn't turn it down no matter how big the, you know, the the, the lollipop of Celtic was. Um, I just thought it was a dream for me to go play to play at my brother one day, and it's 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 a it's definitely a decision I stand by that I really I really chose that I you know I made the right decision because I made some great memories with him. Yeah, heavy big factor. So if Stephen was at Celtic, would you have gone to Celtic? Ah, Stephen, if anywhere else, I probably would have gone to Celtic. You know, because yeah. I don't know, I'm not so sure Red would have, would have been interested in me or would have known as much about me. I'm, I'm, I may be giving Red a disservice because the recruitment is so is excellent. Um, and in terms of you know their wide, their their, their wide, you know. Vast, they did. They go all around the world to pick out players. So, um, I, I mean, at, at the time it was again Redden that were in that that the bids had been accepted for. So, in terms of that, um, I just I just felt that I couldn't turn down a chance to play with me brother. You know, two two brothers in the same team. It doesn't happen that often. You know what I mean? And uh, it didn't matter really who who your club was. I just I just thought that going to play with my brother was, was more was meant more to me as a as a family man than anyone, you know? Yeah. And you scored eight goals in the 2011-12 season when Reading were promoted to the Premier League, which was a big part to play in the promotion. But do you feel that this season was a dream come true, being promoted to the Premier League? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you say that the season before that, we... Um, we just got been beaten in the playoff final. Yeah. You know, and that was, you know, we're, we're, we're the team to ever, to ever be beaten in the playoff final and win the league the following year. So it shows the character of the boys we had. I mean, we lost two of our best players back then as well. After that cup final, we lost Shane Long to West Brom for a, a big fee. And we lost uh, Matt Mills to Leicester for around £5 million. So two of our best players, our most valued players, had gone. Um, obviously, Ben Sinkton, that your dream of playing the Premier League could could have been that chance, you know. So with that, I mean, the, the next year, I think I, I ended up playing 42 out of the 46 games. Yeah. I played right wing, left wing, midfield, full back um, because we had injuries through the season. But it's just good that we had good people and good players to come in um, and fill spaces without being selfish and thinking that they wanted to play I mean, in in three of the games, we'd lost our striker and we'd lost our two wingers. So I had to play out wide. Now, the striker that came in, um, in the three games that he played, he scored three goals. And I set up three of his goals from, from, from right wing. But the right winger came back to play and I got dropped. Oh, yeah. Now, most most players, you know, would, would end up soaking and falling out and not, and, you know, not seeing the bigger picture. But, I knew I'd get back in because I, I always did. Always got back into the team no matter what. Like so, I just thought, I thought no problem. Yeah, I'm here. When you need me. And two games later, I was back in the team. You know, so um, you've got to trust that sometimes what you think is the right decision um, might not be for the for the greater good of the team. You know, you might have to sacrifice yourself for the team. That's the biggest thing for me. If you can learn to be a team player and sacrifice yourself to help the team, you know, you'll go you'll go a long way in, in sport. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was that was that season. You know, we had, I mean, again, we had amazing players in terms of 
quality with Ian Hart. We had Zorb Kittness Philly. Um, we had, you know, we, we, we had Jason Roberts. So we had, we had a lot of, we had a lot of good players on the pitch at any time. Um, but also good people and good, very, very good team players. And that's what, I mean, we didn't have any individuals that were absolutely unbelievable, you know, outstandingly good. We just had a really good team with a really good attitude. Um, and, and we deserved to be because we were the best team. So when you got promoted to the Prem, you were saying earlier that the level of quality in the championship was like really good. But obviously the Premier League's different gravy. There was like you, had, you came against players like like Manny Vidic and Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, like world class players. But who do you think was the best defender or just player in general that you played against in the league that year? I mean, it's so funny um, because you you know you're right in what you're saying in terms of. Um, the, the Premier League being, you know, obviously the, cre- the creme de la creme of football, and uh, but uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly found the championship a harder league to to, to, to compete and to win and to play in because, uh, I mean, I felt myself getting more time in the Premier League on the ball. Um, the difference was that when you gave the ball away in the Premier League, you were playing against multi-million-pound players that would go and hurt you. And uh, I, I do honestly think that the the uh, the Premier League, you are given a bit more respect on the ball, and, and but when you do give it away, you know you are punished a lot of the time. Whereas I think the uh, Championship is a lot more competitive. It's a lot more brutal. There's a lot more games. You got to be physically, I'd probably say physically stronger and, and more um, more suited to that kind of, you know, I'd say if your body through a pound it. You know, every week because every game is is a tough, tough game, and it's not as pretty as the Premier League in terms of football played sometimes. You know, so yeah. uh, I totally agree. Listen, the players you play against are are amazing. Again, I've been very lucky to play against some of the best players in the world. Um, but for me, I think I mean I've, I've played against Barcelona back when I was at Dundee United, and. And they and they all played Iniesta, Xavi, Ronaldinho played, Etu played, Messi played. You know these boys. It was actually Henri's Henri's there at Barcelona game, um, and I got his shirt after the game, so I was quite for that one. Um, so in terms of in the Premier League, oh, you could pick any. I mean, Paul Scholes was, you know, he was a delight. To play, you know, yeah. Wayne Rooney. You know, you talk about that were you know have, they, they they probably won't be appreciated until you know they turn 50 or 60 and people look back and go wow look what they do and they won you know European titles and, and this kind of stuff you know Coutinho was a fantastic player Mo Salah played yeah. you know so I've been so lucky to, 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 to be on the same football pitch as these players um, and uh uh, it, it's just for me sometimes and this, this may say, sound crazy but I had the best seat in the house sometimes because obviously you're playing against like Liverpool and, and don't get me wrong we're giving them a good game because um, we're scoring goals against these teams um, but I'm at the half of line watching the likes of Liverpool attack with Cortinho Stevie Gerrard you know Mo Salah and I'm sitting back at the half of line going this is great watching but obviously knowing that I've got a job to do as well yeah, yeah. so you know, I got to see some great goals from my view, and I'll never forget. You know, I scored a great goal against 
against Newcastle, my first Premier League goal. Um, and then Demba Bath took the limelight straight off me with an unbelievable over-the-shoulder volley uh, in a 2 all draw at our place. Um, and it actually, I thought, wow, I, I, was, I was so good because I was still, me, still celebrating the goal. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to appreciate what this what this lad had done like from a, a 50 all over his shoulder. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he, he's managed to vol- score an unbelievable volley against their goalkeeper, Alex McCarthy, who yeah. will be the Hampton oh, goalkeeper at the moment. Yeah, so, um, listen, you can could, you could name anyone them players. You know, Salah was excellent. Coutinho was very good. Um, you know, Scholes, was, I mean, for me, I'm a United fan, so Scholes was a big one for me. Gigs, I shared a medical table with Gigs when they got straight open. Uh, Emmanuel Village, you know, bust me open in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a good chat with Ryan Giggs in the medical room at Old Trafford after it because I had to get my head stapled. Um, and he was just a top, a top, top guy. You know, these people yeah. that that go to the top are not just like really, really good people. Yeah. Are good, but they're top people as well, which makes it all the better. You know, I mean, the the, the higher you go, I'm so sure that the, the less egos there is in football. You know. Yeah. And you scored a good few goals in the Premier League that season, but what would you say was your favourite, most memorable goal or moment from the season? Um, I'd, I'd probably say that... Uh, I mean, one of the most spectacular... scored the fourth goal to put put us to put us 4-0 up against Arsenal, Arsenal in the yeah. cup um, and that was on probably 39 minutes yeah. and I've never felt this again because I had total confidence in our team my teammates and, and how we played and how we saw the game um, but Theo Walcott scored in the, in, in the probably the 46th minute um, against us in injury time so a minute into injury time he scored and I walked off the, off the football pitch and it was the first time I ever went, I think we're in trouble. Yeah. You know, and that was the first time I ever felt that we were in trouble and then we went down in the second half and I had a, a stonewall penalty disallowed, uh, or not, sorry, not disallowed, but not given. Yeah. Um, and that turned the game in his head. They went down the field and scored. It was now 4-2. We came up the field and I hit the post um, and they went down the field and scored and it was free. So yeah. the game kind of capitulated Escalated, escalated for um for Arsenal, but we kind of capitulated then. Um, and we ended up losing in injury time at seven five when we at 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 six five we uh we hit we again we we had run off the line. When when we had run off the line, we uh we had to we got counter attacked and obviously then you know Arsenal being Arsenal as good they were went and scored. Yeah. So, so that that was kind of the clear thing for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, that match was ridiculous. I was watching the highlights the other day. Mental. Yeah, it was. It was a, uh, it was one of them games where we came off after going, what, what, in God's name happened there, yeah. you know? And um, obviously we're so disappointed with how we lost the game. I mean, listen, we put in a good performance, but at the same time, just felt like that. You know, we deserved a bit more out of the game because of the effort we put in. 
And then we ended up playing United the week after that and we got beat 4-3, I think it was, at home. So, I mean, listen, we were scoring goals. There was no problem there, but it was just the rest of it. The rest of it, you know, it's not it's not enough just to score goals and we're playing against players that are worth 40, 50, 60 million, you know. You, you've got to keep them out as well. Yeah. So I was saying earlier that you made a few appearances for Ireland back in the day. But yeah. you were playing against Italy a few years ago and you and Robbie Keane both went for a ball <laughs> and they ended up going in. But I don't think anyone knows who got the final touches that you or Robbie. So who do you think? Who would have scored that goal? Yeah. I know we scored it. <laughs> I wouldn't have said I deserve it otherwise. Um, it's not in my nature. I've always been a, a totally honest person. And whoever, if anyone that knows me, um, knows that I'm when I'm, I'm brutally honest and I'm a very loyal guy. And um, it's not it's not in my interest to be stealing goals off people. It doesn't, it doesn't do me any favors. I would never do it. Uh, but what I do know is that I, that I scored there. So listen. Uh, there was a couple of other things about that how it was handled in terms of you know, the people above above the team uh, and the staff you know in the FAI um, that that handled it really poorly um, in the way they went around it. So yeah. for me, I was just disappointed in how they you know how they how they saw it and what they saw um, and how they how they did did rather you know just let it be the way it was instead of upsetting a few people um, instead of doing the right thing so I'm you know very disappointed in how the FAA, FAA handled it if I'm being yeah. very honest yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't right and and while you were playing for Ireland who would you say was the best player you played alongside oh and I think Robbie Keane's got to be up there with the, one of the yeah. best players in Irish football. And they, listen, for me, listen, you know, I grew up watching Robbie Keane. Uh, even though he's only probably six or seven years older than me now, I, I remember Saipan. I was up every morning, I was playing for Shamrock Rovers, and I had my Ireland jersey on. Like, and, but for me, uh, my, the best player that I've played, I think, was most, most, for me is Damien Duff. You know, to see him in training, how he moves the ball, and I do think he was ahead of his time. You know, yeah. went to Chelsea, done it. Um, so for me, yeah, Damien Duff. And uh, one last question: Who do you think is gonna win the Premier League this season? It's early doors, but would you fancy? Oh, I think now, obviously, with Virgil Van Dijk being out of the question uh, for the next six, maybe eight months, um, I think that's a massive question for Liverpool. What they do, I mean. If you go back to two, three years ago when they lost the European final, yeah. um, and they just spent twenty million on the goalkeeper, then they're going to spend sixty million on the goalkeeper and eighty million on a centre half to go win the both. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for to miss to lose a player like Virgil Van Dijk is, is huge. It really is. Um, and I just, I mean, it does it does bode the fact that one player of his stature can make a massive difference, massive difference. So I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I I I could. Yeah, I'd like to say I'd like to think Liverpool will have enough. I think they'll they'll have to go out and maybe maybe buy a buy a cent and a half in in Jan. Uh, see Fabinho going back there, but yeah. it's wide open. You know, you look at Everton the other day. They've had an unbelievable start. They've been excellent. 
Um, so I'm, I'm hoping United are there thereabouts, but I can't see it. I really, really can't. Uh, I, I'd say again, at least City, Liverpool, yeah. um, would be the top two. I think uh, what's it called? It's like really anyone can win it at this stage. It's early to call, but absolutely, it could be, it could be like four teams going for it in May. Oh uh, yeah, listen, it wouldn't. If it did, it would be great. It really would, you know, because it would. Uh, it would, it would, you know, obviously it would, it would make it so much more exciting. You know, look at almost like the, the fairy tale at Leicester. Everyone was so happy for him to win the league. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was great. I was, I was so, I was happy. One because probably because I know a couple of the players that play for Leicester. Two, I worked with Brendan Rodgers in the past, um, so obviously you follow him to where he goes, and obviously he's there now. But just because, you know, it, no one ever saw it coming, and when the, when the momentum got with them everybody got behind them you know everybody yeah. wanted them to do it you know if, if and and that was the great thing at, I think the whole football and world can't be to see him do it so um, if it was not one of them if, listen, if everything, everything got up there I'd be a very happy man because uh, my wife's family they're all Evertonians oh, yeah. um, so it, it would it would make for a make for a good summer holiday next year yeah so thanks so much for taking time out of your day to come on and talk to us we really appreciate you coming on the show and we wish you the best of luck with Swindon no problem David thanks very much mate thank you thank you Noel. see you guys bye see you later.